welcome back to To The Point from the Wilson Center's Latin American program. I am your host, Benjamin Gadam. My guest today is Peter Serta, Regional Director for the Americas at the International Air Transport Association, the IATA. We discuss the catastrophic impacts of COVID-19 on Latin America's airlines, the responses by governments, and the future of air travel in this region. Peter Serta, Regional Vice President for the Americas and the International Air Transport Association. We're reaching you in Miami, where you're based. Thank you so much for joining us on To The Point. Thank you for having me this morning. Peter, Latin America's aviation sector is in dire straits. Flights came to a virtual standstill in April. They were operating at the time at around 5% of capacity. The figures I've seen from the middle of this month, August, showed that about half of the aircraft that had been in service in January were back operating, but that flights were still down by more than two-thirds compared to the start of the year. We've seen bankruptcy filings from LATAM, Aeromexico, Avianca. We're expecting potentially others. Experts say it may take as long as three years for this critical sector to recover. My question for you is to compare Latin America, the region you focus on primarily um, as part of your North America portfolio with other regions in terms of the impacts of the pandemic. And if it has been more severe in Latin America, why is that? So let, let me start off with a little bit, actually with pre-COVID. Um, the region was already going through a difficult, challenging period. But we, we need to remember that from a social, economic, and political standpoint, there was turmoil in, in the region. Chile, Peru were having civil unrest. Uh, Argentina going through an economic crisis. Brazil, political challenges. So now you have COVID come into it, and it just adds fuel to an already difficult situation. Also, we have to think about where, while most of the world is now recovering in terms of restarting, the U.S., uh, North uh, Canada has restarted uh, flights. Europe is starting. Asia. The vast majority of the countries in Latin America are still either restricted in terms of the, the number of operations or the country's completely closed off. So we're going into almost our six months of confinement in the region. And when you look at an airline's uh, financial uh, structure, they have enough liquidity for about three, four months. Some of the stronger airlines may have liquidity you know, seven, eight months. That's not the case for most of our regional carriers. Around the world, we've had about $130 billion of government aid. Less than 1% of that aid has come from governments in Latin America. So you have social, political, economic challenges before COVID. Now you have COVID. Six months of confinement where airlines can't get into the air because the countries are restricted. The pandemic is hitting us hard. Five of the top 10 countries in terms of cases are in Latin America. It's just made it very difficult. And without that government support, this is why we're seeing so many of the land carriers, the larger ones, the more formidable ones, having to go through Chapter 11. You have other airlines that have just given up and they just ceased to operate altogether. So it's a challenging time. And, you know, we've been seeking for government leadership for some time. And we understand that the balance between economic recovery and the social well-being is a difficult balance. But for an industry that is you know, the backbone for most of our economies in Latin America, having them on the ground for five, six months should be becoming unbearable. 
I want to talk more about this idea of government stimulus and why it hasn't touched the airline sector in Latin America. In the United States, obviously, it hasn't been that way. I think in March, there was an almost $60 billion bit of stimulus that was directed toward the struggling carriers in the United States. We earlier at the Latin American program at the Wilson Center, we interviewed Eduardo Gaspari, who's the COO of Flybondi in Argentina. And he mentioned some data similar to what you've just referenced, that airlines might be able to survive for three months without income, but much more than that, it's not feasible, even for relatively successful regional carriers. Why is it that, that Latin America's governments have largely overlooked what you've called the backbone of the regional economy? So, you know, overall for the industry on a global basis, the industry is expected to lose about $84 billion. Latin American carriers based in the region will lose about $4 billion. In 2019, it was $300 million worth of loss. But the challenge with our government, with our region, it's a love-hate relationship. Uh, while air transport is the backbone for most of our mass transit in the region, uh, in Latin America, you don't have the infrastructure that you have in Europe or in North America. You don't have good highway systems. You don't have uh, trains and so on. Air transport is the way to be able to safely and efficiently move around the country. If not, it's the buses. And now you're talking about 18, 20 hours to get to your destination. But at the same time, governments see air travel as a industry of the wealthy still, still perceive only those who are wealthy travel. It's an industry that's easily taxed because you have to travel. Uh, you know, airplanes are the way. Airplanes will come to the market. Um, and this has been the industry's uh, challenge with government. Instead of treating the industry as a strategic business partner, it treats the industry as an industry cash cow. It's easy to tax. It's easy to impose fees. It's easy to uh, bring on more lack of flexibility or regulatory framework. So it makes it very much difficult for Latin carriers to be competitive around the world. And when you look at Latin America, over the last five, six years, the growth has been tremendous. There's been more connectivity with the rest of the world in the last three, four years than ever before. So Latin America is, in, is a region of interest. People want to go there. And we've seen growth. Now, with the pandemic and the government not willing to assist, we are now beginning to see Airlines such as Avianca, LATAM, Aeromexico having to refile, restructure. Uh, we're seeing Air New Zealand, Emirates, two important global uh, carriers, announce that they're pulling out of, of Buenos Aires, Santiago, uh, from those markets. So the region, because it's not flexible, because it is not helping the industry, you know, these airlines, our industry will be much smaller once we, we recover. And that's on a global basis. So airlines have to make difficult strategic decisions, where to continue to fly and where to downside. And our region has been and continues to be very costly. And this is why we're beginning to lose some of that competitive advantage that we were seeing over the last couple of years. So unfortunately, just to you know, finish there, governments just do not see the industry in the same way as we do in Singapore, in Europe, in other parts of the world where they really see aviation as a stimulus to help their, their uh, economies thrive and grow. Yeah, so, I mean, it sounds like these are governments that take for granted potentially the role that, you know, civil aviation plays in the economic 
you know, structures in the region. Well, maybe that's going to be put to the test now if, if the stimulus doesn't arrive. Uh, what are the long-term implications of the kind of consolidation and loss of flights and airlines that we very well might see if, if they don't take the recommendations of folks like your organization to bail out the regional carriers? I'm thinking clearly on tourism, which is hugely important in much of the region, including the Caribbean, also business travel, employment itself at these airlines. You know, what does Latin America look like economically if we really don't see government stepping in in this moment of need? Yeah, it's going to be a, a huge challenge. It's going to be a, a huge challenge from the perspective of social, uh, political, and economic challenges moving forward, and particularly as we come out of COVID. One thing is, is for sure, uh, we don't expect international travel to recover before 2024, and that's on a global basis, the impact on, on the region as well. Domestic 2023. What we're seeing in our region is, you know, like in many other parts, domestic service will return first, then interregional followed by the international. But at the same time, customers are going to be much more selective where they go to. It's going to be an issue of how comfortable do they feel traveling to a region and a particular country. So there's going to be a lot more competition out there. And that's what we've been you know, really advocating for our government. It's not only about restarting air travel. It's our country being competitive, where travel and tourism can compete with other regions, that we provide a level of service, that it is competitive both on the level of service, level of safety, and level of, of, of pricing. And again, this is the, the huge challenge that we face in a region that is so dependent on travel tourism. But as long as the markets remain closed, and right now what we're asking our government, they're not willing to give us the economic uh, support, at least let us get back into the air. We need to get airplanes back into the air. Right now, we still have a huge amount of countries that have significant restrictions in place. Colombia has been on the ground five and a half months. They will only restart domestic service on September 1. Chile has, uh, has opened its borders, but with restrictions. Only Chileans can come into the country. Argentina is going to be closed for another two months. So there's a huge amount of restrictions in place in large countries like Colombia, like Ecuador, like Peru, like Argentina, Chile. So that is making air travel, the, the recovery of the sector, so much more challenging because we just can't get back in the air. The more time you're on the ground, the more you're spending, and the less competitive these airlines are going to be. Before we conclude, Peter, I want to talk about the price issue that you referenced in passing when we think about what the future of air travel will look like in Latin America. If there is the kind of consolidation that we are already seeing and that we expect, that would seem to signal less competition and inevitably higher prices, another disadvantage for you know, tourism competitiveness in Latin America. Do you have any projections from the association of what it might mean for the prices that consumers would face? So in terms of consumer pricing, not so much, but we do have an impact. This is a region where air transport contributes close to 7.2 million jobs, about $167 billion worth of the GDP contribution. At risk at this moment, it's about 4.1 million jobs and about $98 billion. And that's quite significant, again, for a region that's so highly dependent on travel and tourism. Um, unless we can get back in the air, unless we can be competitive, unless governments really see the value, it's going to be a challenge. In a region that some of the biggest successes that we've seen over the last couple of years has been Latin America. This is a region that, you know, it's no longer a region where you only have traditional airlines. Now you have ultra-low cost has dramatically increased in the region. The hybrids have also increased. 
So what this was giving customers and consumers is a much wider range of products and services. It wasn't anymore a, a, a transportation sector with a high end, middle uh, income, lower income people. Traveling in Latin America was as competitive in terms of pricing as going on bus. So the airlines has really done a tremendous job to be competitive, to give a better level of service to, to consumers at a reasonable price. So you no longer have to be on a bus for 13 or 14 hours, and you could be on an airplane going to the same destination within an hour and a half, much more effectively, more safely, and, and within a reliability uh, of time. Challenge will be now is how many airlines will we have remaining? If the crisis continues, if governments continue to impose quarantine and close your borders, the industry cannot sustain. In a country like Colombia, which is the third largest market in our region, huge development in air transport over the last several years, five and a half months that's been closed. How long will it take them to come back to a reasonable recovery? Peru, very dependent on international traffic, but they've been now almost six months without uh, international traffic. That's not expected to come for another two months. In Argentina, the same amount of time, both domestic and an international flow. You just cannot sustain any type of business, regardless of air transport, manufacturing, retail. When you have your, your supply chain, your company closed for that extended amount of time. And that's why this region is, is really being beaten up quite heavily compared to other regions. We're seeing businesses start up, the economy starting up, but in our case, the economy, the wheel is still on a pause. Peter Serta, Regional Vice President for the Americas at the International Air Transport Association, talking to us from Miami. Peter, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for the time. Look forward to a future opportunity. This episode of To The Point was produced and edited by Oscar Cruz. For more on this subject, visit our website, www.wilsoncenter.org. Thanks for listening.